0: Hello and welcome my partners in crime, welcome back to Murder Analyse, another unsolved case, missing case, missing case number 15, and we're getting there, we're getting there. Anyway, today's case, let's get straight into this. On the 11th of May, 2011, six-year-old American boy, Timothy James, I think it's Pitson, was dropped off at school in Illinois by his father, James. Now, um, he was then, I think, picked up shortly afterwards by his mother, Amy, uh, Fry and um, Pitson, who took him on a three-day trip um, through various amusement parks and this sort of stuff, you know, and uh, water parks, and uh, his mother' um, body was subsequently found in a motel room in the city of Rockford, having committed suicide with a note stating that Timothy was safe, but he would never be found. Now bloody shocking case that one isn't it really when you think the father's dropped him at school the mother's picked him up drove off looks like she's took him around a few places a few days to give him the time of his life then decides not only she's going to end her life but she's going to give him away to somebody that's what it really looks like in this case shocking case really so look Timothy was born in um as I said on um on October 18th, 2004, he was the only child of James and Amy. Um, And on the 11th of May, 2011, Timothy's father, as I said, dropped him off at school, off at kindergarten, took young youngest six years old. And this, um, it was Green Man Elementary School, he dropped him off off at, and his mother then checked him out of class between 8.10 and 8.15 a.m. So I think what she's done, she's watched for the father to take him in He's gone, she's literally gone in and signed this kid out and they would have had to give this child to her. She was the mother. She had parental responsibility as well for him. They couldn't have stopped her. She could have said anything, couldn't she? And they took the child. Uh, she took the child and that's it. Now, I think she said to them that she cited that there was some family emergency and she dropped her vehicle off at a repair shop at 10 a.m. And then employers off that shop drove the mother and her son to this um, Brookfield suit. So you think, okay, listen, what was going through this woman's mind? So this boy was six. She obviously felt in her mind that he was better off somewhere else. Now, whether she meant he's in a better place and you'll never find him is that she has took his life before killing herself, so was it a murder-suicide? We don't know. Or whether she has arranged to give this child to somebody and they have then brought this child up as their own, or she has given this child to somewhere else and something else has happened to this child. Listen, this case is very, very, I think, you know, a very sad case for, a, and, and, and for so many reasons, really, here, that this this child, you know, we, we just, nobody really knows, do we, what's happened to this, this boy. Very, very sad. So at 3 p.m. She returned to retrieve their vehicle that she'd put into the shop at 10 a.m. Now, the The only thing that worries me in this case is if you was going to kill yourself and everything else, take your own life. Why would you have your car fixed? Because they've dropped them off at the zoo. She's come back, hasn't she? She's picked them up. You know, she's retrieved this vehicle at 3 o'clock. In the afternoon, she's then drove to this, I think, lime uh, key lime Cove resort, and and then um, spent the night there. Then on May the twelfth, two thousand eleven, the pair drove to it uh, to Wisconsin, um, this resort in Wisconsin, uh, Dells, I think, Wisconsin, where they were spotted on security footage checking out um, at a checkout line about ten a.m. Um, so. The next day, um, that was it. That was the last time, I think, that they were seen. So, you know, had she fixed her car, you know, we have to, it's a terrible thing for me to say, but had she fixed her car, given her son the best days of his life, then picked her car up to drive her son somewhere and maybe sold the son, because this happens, you know, a lot it happens a lot, or was that was meant to happen and then that perpetrator may have made it look like she would committed suicide and took the child and left the note. You know there's so many variables or theories what could have happened here really, because if she hadn't have fixed her car, spent that money on fixing her car to pick it up, because you wouldn't do that if you're about to take your own life. You just wouldn't, would you? You just wouldn't do it. Now, between 12 p.m. and 1.30 p.m. on May the 13th, 2011, she phoned uh, or telephoned several members of her family, including her mother, her brother-in-law, telling them that she and Timothy were fine, there was nothing to worry about, they weren't in any danger uh now the cell phone records indicates that the calls came from the area of northwest of sterling i think it's illinois on route 40. so this woman hadn't she she'd rung everyone she wanted to speak to her mother her brother-in-law stuff like this to try and say actually don't worry everything's okay we're fine we're fine but who she hadn't rung was her husband or you know, ex-husband, if it, whatever, but I think they were still married actually, so it was her husband, to say, I picked up the child and we're going. I picked up Timothy and I took him out for the day. But this man didn't find out his child was missing until he turned up at the school to pick this child up. And then they told him, well, hang on a minute, your wife, the mother of Timothy, picked him up between eight, 10 past eight, quarter past eight, twenty 20 past eight time this morning. They've been gone. There's a lot of hours now gone, isn't it? Really, that um, this child has been missing. So um, I think that what the mother, what her mother had said, and the the brother-in-law had said that in the background of this phone call, Timothy was stating, you know, and they could hear him saying that he was hungry on this call. So listen, now you have this pair now gone off somewhere. So she's picked up this boy. They've gone. She's had the car fixed, took him to the zoo, done this, that and the other, drove everywhere else. And then you have now the father frantic now looking for this child. Of course, then they've heard that the family have heard her and that the child's okay, uh, but he was hungry. Then at about 7.25 PM on the May 13th, 2011, she was seen alone on security cameras at the Family Dollar Store um, in Winnebago. Um, I think it's Illinois, uh, where she purchased a pen, a notepad and envelopes. At 8pm she was sighted at a Sullivan's food store in this Winnebago and again unaccompanied. So where was this child and who was this child with? This child was only six, don't forget. So at 11.15pm she checked into this Rockford Inn in Rockford where some at some time that night or the next morning she took her own life by slashing her wrists and neck and overdosed, right? At 12.30 p.m. on May the 14th, 2011, her body was found in the hotel by the hotel maid along with a note and in the note, she says and apologizes for the mess that she has created and explains that Timothy would never be found but was safe with people who he would be cared for. Now, oh my god, so we have a woman, I have to put a trigger warning out earlier on in this, I think now I'm just reading this, so she slashed her wrists and her neck and so I don't, you know, I don't know Was it looked into enough, is it a real suicide or not? I'm not really sure, I'm not really sure and what had she done? She was out with this child, from once, and then she was sighted, and then all of a sudden, she was seen alone. This child was already gone, so where had he gone? So, if you have any information on this case, really, it's really important that you come up. If you've sighted this person or this children or this child anywhere in them times that I've said, it's really important. It's important, really, that someone comes forward, because if someone has this child or this child has been you know took somewhere else or his life had been ended you know people need to know really so so please, the courts have checked then this scene haven't they now you know forensically checked it and they said that the blood that they found at the scene was only the mother's uh, and uh, you know she had sort of killed herself and it contained only her blood uh, and there would have been a lot of blood if you cut your wrists and your your neck in the hotel room that it was only her blood then you have little amount or amount of blood found in the car of Timothy's and then I think what they've said is or the family members have said later that they've revealed the stains of this blood because it's dried blood, uh, were likely caused by this node split that he had suffered in the car earlier that month. It was also noted that she um, had the cell phone was missing, now in examination of her vehicle Um, It was also had been parked on a grassy area, possibly near a stream, but close to the highway. In 2013, her phone, or her cell phone, was located by the roadside of Route 78, but the discovery again didn't bring any new evidence at all. And that was Route 78 of Mount Carroll, Illinois, and that was according to police. So, James... um, and he um, stated that he believes his son is still alive. The case was broadcast actually on American television series uh, Live PD on August um, the 25th, 2018, and I think it had a guest there, um, um, Hartman I think her, her name was, and that's from the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children, do great work across America, absolutely fantastic. And the show reveals uh, the age progression photo of Um, Timothy now at the age of 13 or at the the age of 13 in 2018 we're now in 2021 going on to 2022 again there's been no sightings or anything of this child It's really important if you know anything you come forward so on April the 3rd 2019 local residents in Newport Kentucky called the police on reports of a teenager wandering the streets after running across a bridge over the Ohio River so you had this a boy running over this Ohio River um, and police found this, he was shaking, he was very distraught at that time and that he told them actually, told the police that he was Timothy and the next day the Louisville, I think, um, or Louisville officers of the FBI um, revealed that via Twitter that the boy in their custody was not Timothy. Now, Arizona Police Bateman Sergeant Bill Rowley and then he says actually that um, although they, they are really disappointed that this wasn't Timothy and that it turned out to be a hoax I mean it's disgraceful really um, that they remain diligent in their search for Timothy as uh, a, a missing persons case remains unsolved but open as I said they are still you know actively looking so the man who claimed to be, um, Pitson was found to be 23-year-old Brian Rene, who was released from um, Belmont Correctional Institution in Ohio less than a month prior to his claims after uh, serving about 14 months on charges of burglary, vandalism, vandalism, um, and so you know. Did he just, I don't know why he said it. Rennie was sentenced to two years in prison for pleading guilty to the charges of aggravated uh, identity theft relating to that hoax. So we weren't talking about a kid, we're talking about a man, you know, who pretended to be a kid, distraught, got all this going, got the hopes of this family up as if to think this child's been found because it has happened that many years later children are found and stuff, but it wasn't. It just wasn't so if you are out there right if this young lad timothy is out there uh please contact someone now they're going to ask you questions as they always do when it's about a missing person and it would only be questions that timothy himself would be able to answer right they have ways Please police do not need anybody or these missing people do not need anyone um trying to you know take advantage of their of their time their time is needed because there's many many people out there that have gone missing and are still missing and that need them to be searching and to be doing their job and with hoaxes and stuff like that you're getting in the way of an investigation you're upsetting the family members and the people that care about this child or any other per- missing person that's gone missing it's really not a great thing to do it really isn't. Um, to do this at all. So if Timothy is out there and he is able then to get to a phone or anything else and talk to somebody, um, people are looking for you and, you know, you just need to go to a police station, anything, talk to someone in authority and they will help you. Um, And um, that would be really good if he's out there alive. If it's anything else that's happened to him, Um, And as we say, we don't know, and his father still believes that he's still alive out there um, today. Um, If you do know anything, and as I said, if you've seen anything, and it may be the slightest bit of information that you think's irrelevant at that time, if you could say it would be great, you may be wrong, it doesn't matter, does it? But any lead is better than none, because this child needs to be brought home. So listen, you know, what to do. You can put your thumbs up, you can subscribe, you can like it, but more importantly, you can talk about these cases, you can share these cases out. If you know anything, you say it, because as I always say, somebody always knows something. Always. So, thanks for watching. Till the next time. Bye bye.